Are you ready to increase your financial stability and break generational curses by normalizing financial conversations? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Candidly Fierce with your host, Therese Alexander. So welcome to another episode of Candidly Fierce. As you know, I am your host, Therese Alexander, and today we're talking about dating and finance, the single women's edition. So on our last episode, you got to hear from the men. And, you know, I don't really agree, but it was good to get their insight on how they felt about dating and finance. So I thought it would only be right to let the ladies respond. So today I am joined by three beautiful women, Kanisha Tyke and Mika, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves, starting with Kanisha. Hey, Kay. Hi, I'm Kanisha. I'm Ty. Hi, and I'm Mika. Hey, ladies. How y'all doing tonight? Great. Good. I'm good. I'm good. So first of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. And as you know, this is Candidly Fears, where we're going to have real candid conversations. Everything is going to center around finance because I believe in normalizing financial conversations. I believe that they should be held. So with that being said, ladies, you got a chance to listen to our fellas? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, look at how y'all said that. So I'm, I'm thinking you don't agree with everything you heard. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's just dive straight into it. Um, So dating and finance, right? From a woman's perspective, what do y'all look for? How, you know, should, should we talk about finances and dating? Is that a conversation? How we treat a man? Do we spend money on men? Or are we just out to be gold diggers and just get what we can, how we can get a free meal because we bored. Oh wow! No, I know that's what we do. No, that's what I'm asking. Is that what we do? No, we we spend. Well, I do. Um, it depends on the person, how long we have been conversing and dating, right? And then what he's done as well for me to be able to reciprocate that. But I'll definitely, I'll definitely pick up the tab every once in a while. I, I, I agree. There, there's nothing wrong with a woman picking up a tab um, every now and again. Um, I am speaking from being single, but I have been married. I will say, speaking about finances is something that more people need to do. Um, I probably would not have gotten married if we had talked about finances and our goals. We did not do that. We were in love lust and wanted to be together. <laughs> I like that. Love lust. I, like I mean, I'm just I'm just being honest, you know, with, with age comes experience, you know, and, and you learn. So I do think people need to talk about finances. I think that is something that is very, very important. Um, it will break a relationship, uh, even dating. I'm 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 not a gold digger, but I I don't want to pay for everything. I'm a woman. I really want a man to take care of me, being a provider, being a protector. Yes, I have my own job. I make good money, and I am supposed to be a helpmate. I am not supposed to be the provider. Right. So when you talk to when you meet somebody. You have to talk about, and I don't know how soon that conversation comes, but it has to be discussed. And I think that also comes to piggyback off what you said, Mika, as far as wanting someone to lead, because that's how I look at it, lead. And that comes from my rearing and my background, right? Because that's what I saw in my household. So I think with me seeing that example from my father, being a provider, taking care of everything. And even though my mother worked, he still did everything. So she was only that helpmate, right? So I think how you were raised as well play a part in what you expect out of a man as you get older. Very true, very true. I agree. Um, I, I think a lot of how you were raised has a lot to do with what your expectations 
are, um, what you're looking for. Um, and I also think that there is a difference between if when I think about my father, right, and the standards and the goals that he had and how he provided for our family. Somewhere along the way, these men today aren't mm -hmm. like those no. men then, right? Yeah. So it seems like, you know, back then you always hear about provide, protect, right? Mm -hmm. um, you always hear about the, me the man being the head. Um, and maybe it's just me, but I've learned that right now it seems like there are, are a lot of men comfortable being kept. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And so they're looking for what they can get out of the situation instead of looking for, as Mika said, a help me. There mm -hmm. are men out there that want to be taken care of. You know how they're quick to call us a gold digger, but there yeah. are a lot of men that are gold diggers yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. Right? Y'all, am I? Is that just my experience? It's not just you. Right. The reality of it is, is that, you know, um, just being in the dating scene and, you know, have gone out on dates, you know, because it's this whole narrative that's going on, on now as, uh, oh, well, you know, we're not going to spend no money on the first date. It's just going to be a meet and greet. Well, if it's going to be a meet and greet, let it be an actual meet and greet. But what it's turning into is not a meet and greet, but let's meet and see if something can happen. Mm. It, it's not a it's not a true meet and get, greet. It's not a true I want to get to know you. Right. It's a, I want to see what that thing do. It, okay. so, you know, it, it, and it's not it's not turning into I don't know where I don't know I I can say a whole lot about this, but it's, it's just it's upsetting because you know they put this narrative out there that they want. Oh, I want this in a woman. I want that in a woman. All of these things that they say and all of these things that they say that we have to meet mm -hmm. as far as a bar or, or or criteria or categories. And they don't match any of these things themselves. And now sometimes that's not necessarily an issue. And some things can actually be worked out. But if you can't show me that you can provide if right. you can't show me that you can protect then what good are you to me what good are you to me you're wasting my time as far as i'm concerned and it doesn't matter what you have between your legs because that's not going to protect me that's not going to put food on my table you know that's not going to be security for children that we may decide to have or whatever the case may be that's just something just to get you, the, that's a pastime, that's a hobby, that's nice, but it's fleeting. I, I agree with that, but you, you, you mentioned a couple of things that I want to touch on based off of the men's conversation. All right, so let's start with the number of dates. So um, one of the things that Harvey mentioned in the single men, was that he gives you three dates, right? Y'all, everyone heard the conversation, right? So he said he gives you three dates to see what's going to happen. And if, and if what he feels that should transpire by the third date doesn't, we go going Dutch after that. How y'all feel about that? I, I just don't understand how you can put a number, a number. on getting to know someone mm -hmm. and, and maybe maybe i'm a little older so like i said i've already been married been there done that so i'm i'm not thinking that anything requires a number of how many times you do something you you can't put a number on how well you get to know a person you you, you can't you just you just have to figure that out by meeting i don't know if every every date has to be at a restaurant i don't i mean hell go bowling or something i mean go to the movie go to the park do something 
to get to know a person. Mm-hmm. You cannot put a number on that. I just think that that's, that's crazy. You, you just can't do it. So when he said that, the first thing that I thought about is why don't we flip the method? Mm-hmm. Right. So why isn't it, if we're just getting to know each other, we're just friends, right? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't, my expectation isn't for you to pay for it anyway. Right. Like from mm-hmm. my meet and greet to dates. So right. why isn't it, if that's your method, right? You know, something else got the 90 day rule, whatever. Right. Why don't we go Dutch the first three days? Yeah. Right. Start off there. Start right. off that way because if you start off whining and dining me, and then because I don't, and he didn't specify unless I missed it what he was looking for after the third no. day. No, he didn't. He didn't specify that at all, right? So no. it was in his mind. So to me, it sounded a little self-serving. Right? And it goes back to what Ty just said. They're looking for something. We don't know what they're looking for. But when it, when we don't meet their requirements, then it's deemed that we are not, as they said, a one, two, or three. Okay. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. And see, the thing of it is, you know, my mother, my mom and dad told me when they were dating that the, in the beginning, they would, they would go Dutch. They would go Dutch in the beginning. You know, they would go Dutch. But as time went on, and I don't think it was that many times, but as time went on, you know, things started to change. But see, the men then had a different mindset. When my dad met my mama, he told her, you're going to be my wife. Hmm. So his mindset was already set on, this is the goal. Because this is what I see and this is what I want. Mm-hmm. This is so I'm gonna operate in a way that she'll see that yeah, I'm a, I'm her husband. Yes. But your dad was speaking truth. He was speaking as a grown ass man. Mm-hmm. Because nowadays, because okay, so a month or so ago went on a date with a guy and he's like, you know, we're and we're friends. Now I'm gonna say this this guy. Because I don't, I don't want anybody to think I'm a gold digger. I got my own job. You can think what you want. I really don't care. But I was mm-hmm. like, you pick the place. Because he kept saying, well, you pick the place. I'm like, no, you pick the place. You're you're paying for it. You pick the place. He he went, he wanted to go to a place where they did a crab boil, and he ordered everything to be in this crab boil. But in our conversation, so he spent you know quite a bit of money. In our conversation, he's like, you know, eventually, what are you looking for? And I'm like, well. Exactly what your dad said, but nowadays I feel like those are words to make people run away. I said, I'm going to date with a purpose. I'm not just out here in these streets. I ain't trying to let you see what the thing do. You're not my man. <laughs> you know, so I'm we're having this conversation. He didn't get run off, but I have dated guys where I have said, you know, I, I want to date with a purpose. My purpose is not to be married. I'm not saying be married next week. I'm not, I'm not stupid. You know, I know that it well, it could happen. There's been some people married 50 years off of, you know, dating for a month. But in this nowadays, it's just not realistic. But as I was talking to him and, and explaining, you know, I'm not trying to make you run off, but if you do, then that means you you weren't that person for me anyway, because I'm dating with the purpose. Now, I have also learned as I've gotten older that, and and I don't know if the men really tried to say this because I feel like they were pussyfooting around some stuff. Just put it out there. You need to be dating multiple people. Now, we weren't taught that coming up because it's like, oh, she a hoe if she dating. No, nah, we... I don't know what Lori Harvey do behind closed doors, but the girl that had a lot of boyfriends and that's that's where we need to be. And maybe that's what the men needed to say where they need to be in order to figure out who they like. I'm not saying, you know, you got to date five, 10 people. But I mean, if you got two or three people that you want to get to know what is wrong with dating. So my my point on that is um and it, it seems like this is very common with a lot of women right when we start dating somebody in our head there it is exclusivity right 
And okay. we de we decide that we gonna give all of ourselves to these men when we ain't had no type of exclusive nothing conversation <laughs> about what this thing really is, right? And I believe that before I tie myself down, I am very big on everything needs to be mutually beneficial, right? It's an interview process. I need to make sure you're the right person for me mentally, spiritually, financially, and vice versa. If I'm going to be a help me for you, the, the purposes have to align, right? And so when they talked about their numbering system, right? You know, the first thing I did was shake my head, right? I did. I was like, all right, y'all crazy. I, I don't know what's wrong with y'all. But then, you know, I, I it, it made me sit back and think about it, right? The difference is I don't waste my time with somebody who I feel is not at the caliber of what I want to deal with, right? Or it depends on what mood I'm in, right? If mm -hmm. I want to be entertained, I may go pick up a library book and let you purely entertain me. If we don't want to do nothing, you know, we got females out here that be like, yo, I, I belong to the streets, right? The girl that belongs to the streets, she's just looking for a fuckboy. Let's just be real, right? But it's all about if you're going to have that conversation about being intentional or not. And I don't let, I'm, I was just shocked to hear that how you rate, rate, rate a person determines how you spend your money on right. that person and how you treat that person, mm -hmm. right? Because you can't come in and whining and dying to somebody, right, to only get to that. Once again, it's self-serving. If exactly. I know I'm dealing with somebody who I think is a low, lower caliber and I'm like, yeah, mm, ain't, this ain't going nowhere. I'm going to just waste your time because I'm bored. And you know what? You only a McDonald's chick. I ain't right. never going to take you nowhere. We ain't going, like, because that's basically what they were saying. Yeah. Oh, man's attention. I'm going to spend more money on her. I'm going to buy her gifts. I'm going to take her to my family. But the girl that you know, that's just my fuck buddy. I'm, we can just screw in the car. Yeah. Right. And then turn around and get her, like, I know, well, I know this one going to fit. If I if my car break down, this one gonna um give me the money to get it, and then she gonna buy me something to eat, and then she and I'm trying to figure out who is this female. <laughs> who is she? These females exist. So then right. those are the ones that we label. They got daddy issues, and they may not have daddy issues. They may just have never been taught. Well, but we're, I'm finding there's more men that got a lot of mommy and daddy issues too. Yeah, I want to put it on women because my phrase for the last at least six months has been, "Who the hell raised you? Right? Who, it, who hurt you? Who hurt you first? Who did your mother hurt you first? And I was taking it out on all women. Did your daddy hurt you first? And you like, I'm going to try and be either just like him or be the direct opposite of him. Either way, it's an effed up person. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of people who are walking around that are very, very hurt, don't want to admit that they are hurt and they don't want to get help. So I'm saying all black people out there, male and female, if somebody hurts you, you try and hurt me, I'm going to beat your ass. You need a therapist. Get a therapist. Go to therapy. It is nothing wrong with going to therapy. It is nothing wrong with talking to your friends about it. Although they don't know everything either. So after you talk to them, you need to go to therapy. Because really, I'm starting to see more men having issues and not wanting to deal with them. We are grown. Figure it out. Figure it out. And so I feel like maybe those guys on, on the podcast maybe have some underlying issues when it comes to women and who hurt them because I've never, it just doesn't make sense to me. And maybe it's because we're women. It doesn't make sense to me for you to have a ranking system where everything is freaking numbered. I've never heard of that before. I'm not, I've never heard of that. That doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, who has hurt you? They need to address it. Well, I'm going to go back to the question of like really getting to know a person and and the number like Harvey, the three dates, because I would just say even in during this time in COVID, last year I saw a person somewhere, I asked about that person. 
maybe a month later, we started talking. Of course, it was COVID, but we talked on the phone for three months, right? That's all we could do. And then when I finally met this person, right, no strings attached, no nothing. Of course, I did want some expectations. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am a woman, right? Um, but we didn't even go that route, you know? So it was just the chilling out dating, not dating, just going out, friends, right? Still friends, but taking out. But when I say this was a person who I asked initially about going out, but when I did, I can tell he didn't like that I was the one to initiate it or make the plans, which I appreciated that, right? So one day I get a text, it's like, meet me at, boom. I was like, you know this Kanisha, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, he was like, what? I said, you just told me to meet you. Yeah, meet me at such and such at eight, you know? And it was just that. And I told him, that's what I'll tell me what to do. You make the plans, right? You make the plans. We go out, you pay. And when I tell you just about every time, I would say nine out of 10 times we've gone out, he's picked up the tab. You know, he's, let's do this, let's do that. I picked up the tab once because I'm like, okay, I don't want him to think that I'm just one. I want to come out for a meal and you're paying all the time. Right. So we did have that conversation in the restaurant one day uh, about men picking up the tab all the time and women not picking up the tab. So when I grabbed the tab, he was like, so in that respect, and I still say it just depends on the type of person you are in contact with. No matter what, because there are some people who have had effed up childhood and rearing and didn't have good examples, but you do have some people who want to do better, right? You do have people who have a different mindset. So I guess that's what it that's what it is to me. It's your mindset, what you want out of yourself, and what you want out of yourself, I think that spills over into what you want as in a mate. I agree. I want now. I want to touch on a point you just made. Mm -hmm. So, in knowing you, mm -hmm. right, I know that you are a take charge woman. You mm -hmm. are a quote unquote alpha female. Yeah. Right. You have your own job. You make good money. You know what you want in life. You know what you're gonna put up with. What you're not gonna put up with. Whole mm -hmm. nine. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, you come and go when you please. Whatever. 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 Right. So I know also that there are men who find you intimidating because of that. So because there are men that find you intimidating because of that, they, they and they all have this stigma about alpha females that we're bossy and we going to do this or do that right now. I'm an alpha female as well. Right now. I know that if I would have got that text, like, yo, meet me, so-and-so, so-and-so, yo, you would have got yes, daddy. Okay, um, because I like that. Tell me what to do, right? Tell me what to do. I like that. Like that, take charge. Show that you can match me. Show yeah. that you compliment me well. And don't think that your job is just to sit back and be submissive because I'm a boss outside my house. Right. When I'm inside my house, I do want to be the submissive little schoolgirl that'd be like, okay, mm -hmm, you, want yeah. you want me to do what? Okay. Mm -hmm. you, whatever you like. Right. I will be the whatever you like. To. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't barking like a dog, but <laughs> but but you know, even in that element, I am more willing, right? If you treat me like I want to be treated, and I treat you like you want to be treated, then my pocketbook, right, my wallet is open. I am more vulnerable to do things for you to show you that I appreciate you, and it may not be just me spending money or giving you money, right? Because I ain't a fool, right? But it is about me showing appreciation. It is about showing, yo, I think this is going somewhere, right? I think another thing that they don't realize is that we watch how they live their lives. Yes. I watch how you handle stress. I watch yes. if you 
lazy. I watch how you treat your mama, your daddy, your sister, your friends, whoever. I watch all of these different things. And then I determine how I'm a good fit and how I'm a fit into this because they love you more than I will ever love you. Mm -hmm. Right. And they know you, you know, that's just being real. Mm -hmm. And so just being real, we just saying, right. These conversations about finance, right. I got to tie it back in. It mm -hmm. has to happen. But, you know, Mika, you said you don't know when it happens at a point where I feel like, yo, this is the next step. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, I'm very intentional. So at a step where I'm like, oh, OK, well, you know what? When we're going to start talking about exclusivity. Then I'm gonna be like, oh, um, so how you think about like, are you a spender? Like, oh, but at this point, I'm also watching your habits. Now, Mr. Texas said he was gonna ask for a bank statement at the time he asked you, I'm not giving you my bank. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not giving right. you my bank statement. No, sir. Mm -hmm. I'm not for what? What you mm -hmm. mean my bank statement? Well, maybe I'll match it. Maybe you can't. Hello. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. See, and yeah. that's where that whole mm -hmm. thing comes in and where I just get confused and I just sit here like, is this how y'all think? They weren't being realistic. Like, no. a lot of the things that they were saying just did not make sense. I, I don't know anybody who asked for a bank statement mm -hmm. in that conversation about finances we're talking about are you a spender a saver um eventually we're going to be talking about credit score mm -hmm. um, it, and, and and i will say there are some things that can be fixed because maybe you didn't yeah. know maybe you are learning so maybe your credit score is not where you even want it to be it, but if we can have a good conversation about how we go about fixing that, and I know you have that, like you said, Kanisha, you are even thinking of that, mm -hmm. then those things are workable. Mm -hmm. But I'm not giving you my bank statement because you're not ready. You you go get the bank statement that got the least amount of money in it because you don't. Mm -hmm. and, and and if I'm get, if we're if we're if we're looking at bank accounts. I should have a ring on my finger. I should have something more than uh -huh. just talking about some, oh, you know, you're going to be my woman and then we're going to be right. And then we're going to be, that's my bank statement is none of your business. At this. Mm -hmm. Now, and what, what, what they fail to realize is, is that we are watching you. So whatever questions we're asking you, we already know. We already know. Yeah. The question. We yeah. still know. See how honest you're gonna be with yeah. you. You're gonna be transparent if you're gonna be vulnerable. Because as women, we're already connected to our emotions. Yeah. We're already quicker to be vulnerable. So if I'm gonna be vulnerable with you, are you gonna be vulnerable with me? Mm -hmm. So. It's too soon to see a bank statement. It's too soon to ask about my bank account. It's too okay, right. soon to ask about my credit card. Mm -hmm. Some things are just too soon because I've already been watching you. I've already watched you. I've already listened to the things that have come out of your mouth. I don't heard your mom. If I met your mama, I don't heard your mama talk. Your daddy talk. Your uncle talk. Your cousins talk. Everybody talk. And then a lot of times they'll come and tell you stuff or say, you know, we're here. I don't, you just seem like a nice person. He just ain't even right. <laughs> I told you, and he don't even know that they don't want me to leave you alone. <laughs> and this happened on a numerous of occasions. Yeah. Usually the mama. Yeah. And they don't even know that they mama done told me to run. Told them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> told you and told me to leave you alone. Okay. <laughs> All right, ladies. All right. Um, I love how this conversation is going, but before I forget, I got one more point from Kanisha. Mm -hmm. So, Kanisha, you said that you met a guy and you met him with the intent of expectations. I like how you said it. Mm -hmm. The intent of expectations, because when I met him, well, I didn't meet him, right? I saw him and I asked someone else about him because I saw something in him. Me, a spiritual type kind of connection. Right. It was just something that drew me to him. And that's normally not what I do. I can say it, but to act on it is not something that I do. So that's what it. So and often in the conversation, I would tell him I chose you and those would be my words to him. I chose you. 
that night just to even if it goes nowhere into a relationship or anything, but just as a friend, conversation, going out, having fun. And I said, I chose you. It was something about him that night. Absolutely. That, those are my expectations. So right? there's two, two different points I actually want to bring up. Mm-hmm. The first one is the fact that you just said I chose you because I actually think in their minds, they think they choose us. I don't think they understand mm-hmm. it. It's mutual. Like they, yeah. I don't think that they understand that somewhere along the line, I choose to be vulnerable with you. I mm-hmm. choose to be trans. It ain't nothing you said. It ain't nothing you did. It's what I choose to do, right? Because there is something in you that's bigger than you mm-hmm. that I see, right? Because see, there's a it's a difference too. See, I'm talking to whole women, right? Right. If right. you were broken and or functionally dysfunctional. You don't know how to choose somebody, right? Mm-hmm. You, when when you going through, I know after my divorce, I kept saying my picker is off. I, I can't pick nobody, but oh my God, my picker is off, right? And it was a pastor who said your picker isn't off. You just meeting people where you are. Y'all just y'all just are communicating in your bond in your bondage. Mm-hmm. He said you broken. He broken. Um, and bondage is, is what bonds y'all together. Y'all both are victims. So that brokenness is what pulls you to each other. And you are now codependent on one, on one another to be able to move forward. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that, oh, that, makes, some, that makes some sense, right? And then as I healed, right? And I continue to see counseling and grow and mature. And I realized he liked being stuck. I didn't change. You know, they were real quick to be like, oh, she changed up on me. And I don't know what happened. And I didn't change. I grew. Mm -hmm. You decided to stay stagnant. Right. Mm -hmm. That ain't got nothing to do with me. And when I grew and I saw my actions change, how I treated you change, whether or not I want you around my family change, whether or not I want to buy you a Christmas gift changes. Mm -hmm. Maybe I was buying you an expensive Christmas gift and now I'm just getting you a card. All of that changes based on behavior. Right. Because I think too much is given, much is required. Mm -hmm. Right. So then okay, it leads me to the whole, like I said, expectation conversation. Right. And expectation. I like how you just said that was spiritual. Mm-hmm. And I say that because everybody got a different expectation. Mm-hmm. And I asked them about one night stands and you think that I was speaking a foreign language. Oh, no, we don't. We, we okay. don't. Okay. Why does everybody on here act like they don't know what it is? <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so you never in your life? No, we no uh, no. I and so I was thinking because I re-listened to it again today, and I was thinking how they all talked about. Okay, well, if it happened, I, I'm gonna be nervous until I go to the clinic. So then, you know, I thought about that, and I was like, but ain't nobody said y'all was doing nothing unprotected. Right. Right, right. That's where my mind went. Mine too. Anyway. (laughs) So then then it made me think of another level of conversations, right? Mm -hmm. Because people are so quick to jump in the bed with each other without having that conversation, right? Mm -hmm. I I don't know you from the man in the moon. We could have been talking Mm -hmm. six years, five years. I don't know your sexual history. And if I don't know your sexual history and you got something and you chose not to mention that you had Mm -hmm. something, me going to the doctor, yo, that medical bill, can I send it to you? Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. I eat your ass, can I send you that medical bill? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, because those, so when I think about dating and finance, it's so much bigger than actual, like what you got in your bank account. Like right. when, I, when I'm asking a finance question, I want to know do you got health insurance? Hello? Yeah. 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 It's bigger than, it's like, it's bigger yeah. than a bank account. Yeah. It's bigger than a bank account. Do you have life insurance? Because mm-hmm. if I choose to pursue something with you, when God forbid something happens to you, am I trying to scramble and figure out, or once we, since as Mr. Texas said, once we, you know, he decides he wants to be exclusive, he gonna give me a bank statement. My question back to him, back to him should have been, so at that point, can I take a life insurance policy out on you? Right. On you. 
And mm-hmm. exactly. And you pay for it because your bank account should say that you could sustain <laughs> that insurance policy. I'm just <laughs> I think I think I think part of it is this conversation. I'm thinking of some things in my life, and mm-hmm. I'm just saying people being equally yoked. Yeah. But I don't know if it's very disheartening because my daughter is 23, so she just graduated from college. COVID is giving her a problem. You know, she's struggling trying to find a job, been able to take care of herself for four years. She's like, "Mom, I need your help," but I ain't never really needed your help while I've been in college. So the other night we were just talking and I was like, you know, are you dating anybody? My child said what I I feel in my heart being her mother, because I I feel this, but I, I didn't want her, I didn't want to put that negativity on her. She said to me, with the way guys are now, mom, I don't I don't know that I'm ever gonna get married and give you grandkids because I these these boys. And that's what she said to me, of course, you know, to us, they're boys anyway. But she said, I just don't see them even being serious. She was like, everybody wants screw. You know, it's just, you know, my, I can't even find somebody that just wants to have a conversation, go out, kick it and go home, you know, and maybe talk on the phone and then see each other in a couple of days. That is doggone disheartening. And then listening to those men. On that podcast talking, I'm like, well, hell, my baby and I are in the same thing on both. So everybody, it's like everybody wants to be in a relationship, but they're scared to do it. I mean, you never, you're never going to be in a good relationship if you don't put your toe in the water. You, you got to put your toe in the water. You got to do something. And many of us have just got to do things that are different than what we have ever done before so we can get a different result. Mm-hmm. Listen to my daughter, be a young woman, college educated, and like, I don't think I'm finding anybody. Her mother's been feeling that. I just didn't want to put that negativity on her. She's young and she got the, the world ahead of her. You know, you want to keep your kids you know, happy and joyful and seeing the greatness. And I'm like, well, I mean, hell, you feel just like your mother does. Then I listen to these men and I hear them saying these things that just kind of don't make sense. And if men keep sizing women up like that, none of us are going to ever be in a good relationship if, the, if both sides keep thinking these crazy things. So, if, so now let me play devil's advocate, right? So in playing devil's advocate, right? We would agree that there are different calibers of women. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So a woman who's willing to be a number two, she's willing to be a mistress, right? I I have met a female that said that she prefers to be the side chick. Prefer? She prefers to be the side chick. Mm-hmm. And she prefers to be the side chick because it's less responsibility and it's less work. He only comes to her when the wife messes up. He's only there part time. She doesn't have to deal with him all the time, but she gets the full time benefit because she's like the rescue person. Right. When he's having a bad day, the wife can't fulfill the needs or whatever. He comes to her and she has cooked dinner she rubs his feet so he's always happy he spends money on her he takes her where he where she wants to go he whines and dines her she gets the best of the world but then when he's going through something real she's very quick to be like yo that ain't my job go home to wifey for that <laughs> let her handle that right she's maybe part to a she's playing her part to a T right so when you sit back and you think about females like that Right, because I mean, I, I if we all sit back and think about somebody, mm-hmm. right, we can think about somebody mm-hmm. who has done something, and mm-hmm. we like, why I talk to you, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or that you know your reality TV friends, right? Mm-hmm. I'm very big on compartmentalizing my friends, right? You know. I t- you know, my life is all about numbers. I'm very busy. I got business or, you know, I'm, I'm business all the time. Right. Every now and then I need that break. So I know who I can call who going to tell me something. And I'm going to be like, yo, this can't be 
Like, yo, you know, you need to be on love and hip hop or something. This can't be right. This show like for real? And you cool with this? You know, and you and you talk, you had that laugh and you hang up. Right? So if I think about it from that perspective and those people, then I would call them a two or a three if I consider myself a top-notch one. Right. But to say to sit there and think about it when I meet somebody and be like, oh, yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. This conversation, yeah, she is too. I'm not doing that. I'm not giving nobody or anything that much thought. But when I think about a guy, right, you know, we go out and we meet guys. And after a couple of dates, like, and let's just be real. After a couple of dates or a couple of meet and greets, right, we know this ain't a grown man. This is a grown boy. And Lord, I am not wasting another moment of my time. Mm-hmm. Right now, the difference is we don't, unless we're in that season of our life, right? Or that phase. Cause sometimes we we're in a phase where we like, yo, you know what? I ain't gonna never get married. Right. I'm a woman. I got needs. Right. Or man, he cute. Maybe he can scratch this itch, whatever you want to call it. Right. And you want to deal with somebody. Right. Maybe keep them at a friend's level. But what what we're not going to do. And I think what they do is string string those women along, Mm -hmm. making them think that they Mm -hmm. are something that they are not. Mm -hmm. Whereas we are more intentional to be like, yeah, yeah. Right. You get what I'm saying? Because if it's somebody who we know ain't nothing going to go with, we ain't having a conversation about you beating my girl. You ain't meeting my girlfriend. Okay, right. You ain't meeting my mama, my daddy, my sister. You're not meeting my dog. Right. We don't need to talk about finances. I don't need. I, I'm talking to you about, you know, when you take me out, that's the dude. I'm like, oh, I got it. Um, I, I'll pay for me. Mm-hmm. You know what? Matter of fact, maybe I'm going to pay for you, too. Mm-hmm. I think those are the differences mm-hmm. in that numbering system, mm-hmm. right? Because we do it. I think we're just a little more transparent. We or, are. Yeah. I don't want to say sneaky, you know, because they say women no, are sneaky. sneaky. I don't think it's sneaky. I think we're just upfront about it. Right? Yeah, we're going to tell you what it is. You're going to know what it is. You may not even come to my address. You may not know where I live. Right. You may just know, okay, so whenever she's feeling like this, or maybe whenever I, I can contact and we're gonna link up and this is what it's gonna be, and then I'm gonna go home and she's gonna go home and that's it. That's it, that's all. But another and maybe not that's not even the case though. Maybe don't maybe don't even get to that, right? Right. Because I'll say in during COVID it was the one and then it was another one, and then the other one. I had to cut off the S word. Miss Zamika know who I'm talking about. But he sent a message to me through a friend, through her brother-in-law, and said, you know, I check on such and so social page, and it's this girl, and she looked good. Can I get her name, number, whatever? Tell her I um, got a good job. I got a home. I got my own cars and stuff. And I sent the message back. Well, that initially does not matter to me, right? So you can't send that message to me and think that I'm going to talk to you. So long story short, um, I finally accepted him as a friend on Facebook. He was messaging me, messaged me through Messenger, not consistently. And that's the issue I have. I like consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe every couple of weeks, every month, then went ghost. Then came back, then went ghost. So mm-hmm. then he got sick. I finally gave him my number. Probably talked on the phone to him one time. Let him take me out to lunch at my favorite spot, Cooper's Hall. And after that, I mean, literally after that day, he says, conversation via text and phone, are you ready? I said, ready for what? I don't know you. You know, and when I tell you, he asked me my negotiables and non-negotiables, and I gave him my negotiables and non-negotiables. I had to cut him and just treat him like a redheaded stepchild because you weren't consistent. You were talking to my friend's brother-in-law about everything about me because you were insecure about yourself. Um, so long story short, he called a couple weeks ago and I just did it. I, I had blocked, I had deleted his contact. For some reason, I answered. 
so I can get him to business, right? And that's exactly what I did. So I don't think that it's always about, you know, it's not always about sex. It's just if I want to have fun sometimes, um, just go out, have a good time, right? And, and see where stuff go. See where stuff go, you know? So, but we need- It's not about sex or money. No. I think yeah. that's what a lot of men don't, I, I don't know. I have to go back to my original. I don't know who raised you. I don't know what you saw. I don't know what your experiences are or were. Or maybe their picker was off. I don't know if you were broken picking broken people. You know, I don't know. But it's it's not always about that. It's not always about how much money somebody has. I mean, we can just be two good people coming together at the right time. And who knows? We can get together and we probably can make this a great thing. Mm -hmm. However we see fit to make it a great thing. It doesn't mean you have to start out with a lot of money or leading with, I got a house, I got a car, I got mm -hmm. this. Well, I have a house, I have a car, mm -hmm. I got this too. What does that make? What difference does that make? Mm -hmm. Well, you can have a house, a car, and all these great things, but your house belongs to your baby mama. The I car you're driving is that you know that number three down the street that you you, exactly. you that you leave it with that you don't care. Yeah, she bought it for you, right? Right. So my thing is, I don't ask about your financial position. First of all, I was taught that when you start asking questions, hmm. well, first of all, is ask me no questions, tell me no lies. Mm -hmm. Right. Second of all, I don't ask questions because when you give me an answer that tell me your woe is me story, I don't want to feel obligated. Yes. I got to help. Yeah. Right? So I'm not going to ask you, don't ask me. I'm going to look at it as whatever you doing, you have enough money to take care of whatever needs you personally have. I need you to look at it like whatever I'm doing, I got enough money to take care of what I personally have. Once we get to a point where we are talking about exclusivity, right? right. And we are talking only only way me personally, I'm talking about exclusivity is if I'm ready to get married. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like I'm not going to be in an exclusive relationship with you if that next step ain't married. It's no reason for me to be exclusive with you. Yeah. I see red flags with you dating. It's going to be red flags with you when we date yeah. with each other. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I also think they don't have an exclusivity conversation with us because they want us to be exclusive to them. Right. But they want to go out and be able to be with whoever, wherever, however. Yeah. Right. And I yeah. think all of that changes. Right. When you start asking these real questions and having real conversations that mm -hmm. these wrong boys. Yes. Don't want to mm -hmm. have. Right, you know, if you come off as who raised you, right? As Mika keeps saying, you know, the first thing they're gonna say is why you gotta be confrontational, and that's what's wrong with y'all and y'all black women, and da -da -da. and it's just like, did you hear the nonsense you just said to me? Mm -hmm. And I'm not supposed and, to ask you a question about what you just said, right? So I'm supposed to be quiet. And the problem is, and what I've recognized is that there's so much material and so many podcasts, so many conversations and all of these things to tell women what we need to do to be desirable to a man, to satisfy a man, to get a man. But nobody talking to these men about how they need to be with us. Mm -hmm. But you know why, right? The majority of that is us. No, you need to fix you. It's so much material on us fixing ourselves. Majority of us is already fixed. We just trying to figure out what's wrong with you. Okay. But, but the reason why would be because we're in a society where we are deemed second class citizens mm -hmm. as a woman, right? Yes. Think about it. We It hasn't been long since we've gotten the right to vote or the right to speak, or the right to be heard, the right to work, right? We live in a very, you know, male chauvinistic, right, mm -hmm. culture, right? People don't want to say it, but it is true, right? We are supposed to be seen and not heard. We are trophy pieces. Yeah. Right? So then I, and because we're emotional, right? And because we have feelings, then for whatever reason, it is deemed that we 
are the problem. Yeah. However, there are a lot of emotional men running around here. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of men that need to grow up mentally. There are a lot of men who walking around saying that they okay and these babies need a hug. Mm -hmm. Somebody needs to tell them that they are loved. Somebody needs to tell them that they are amazing. Somebody, you know, and that's true, but they over here looking like, or it took. So I said my when I was looking at different men, right? And, and y'all could probably think about this too. There are a lot of good men with horrible women. Mm -hmm. A lot of good men with these gold digging women who like, yo, I'm going I'm to get him. I'm going to run through his money. I'm a da-da-da-da-da. They didn't have all type of baby mama issues. Things have been going left and right, right in their lives for forever. Mm -hmm. Right? So they finally figure out how to get away from her. But by the time they done got away from her, they broken, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't want to go tell nobody because, you know, that hurts their pride and ego that, yo, she broke me. I got some issues, right? And I don't know how to get over them. So what needs to happen now is what, right? So then they like, well, if she going to do me like that, I'm going to make sure that don't nobody else do me like that. So I'm going to change, mm -hmm. right? Right. And I'm going to, or I'm going to just stay because I didn't got her pregnant. And Lord knows I can't leave my baby with her and her family because who knows what's going to happen. Okay, right? right. Yeah, I mean, I got educators on this call, so y'all know that, right? So I got to stay with her because, you know, I'm the only good example or role model that this child is going to have. So I'm stuck. Or it's, man, I can't do that no more. And right. I just got to adapt and whatever. So you got that scenario. Then you also got the scenario of the dude who know he a good dude. He's single. He ain't never been married. He ain't got no kids. And these women are running to him because they're like, I'd rather have half a man than no man at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, it's the I keep going back to the word calibers, but it's the calibers of our competition that yeah. tell you know how it is. Like when one person, like if you're buying something, if we had an auction, right? And if they can sell something to you for $7, and here I am going, okay, my price is $10, and these are my non negotiables, and this is a standard, they're going to look at me like I'm crazy, be like, right. yo, over here, I can yo, she'll take it from McDonald's and a smile. Right. You know what? I got to do who? No, I'm good. Too much. Yeah. Right? And so and the thing is, yeah, the question comes down to who raised them. However, you know, I'm all about self-reflecting. Who raised some of us? Yeah. Right? Because right? I try to figure out the, the breakdown between generations. What happened between my daddy and the day? Hello. Yes. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I never forget one time I was getting ready to go out on a date and the guy pulled up and honked the horn. Mm. Before I could even get up, my daddy said, only whores go to the door for a right. If he's coming to get you, he's going to come to this door. Don't mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't even let me. He, he wouldn't. He wouldn't even really have thought in my head. Right. It was just like before you even think about getting up. Mm -hmm. Don't move. He's gonna come in. He's gonna speak to me. He's gonna speak to your mother, and that's it. And maybe that's why I didn't keep a boyfriend. And that's no, I'm just okay. playing. <laughs> the reality is, was, I'm seeing it to say that my parents set a standard, and I used to think that they were being very mean because I was I was grown. I was in my early twenties, I was like nineteen, twenty, something like that, and so. It was like, you know, but they said, no, he's going to come in and he's going to meet me because if he sees my face, he's not going to do anything. Huh. He's know that I am a part of your life. I'm a mm -hmm. I'm not going nowhere. I'm going to talk to him. You're not going to know what I did to this day. Mm -hmm. he won't do 
don't be saying too much, but they bring me back on time. Never let I was never late. They respected me. Mm-hmm. If they had anything else going on, I didn't know about it. Right. But they treated me with the utmost respect. They didn't try to get nothing from me, even if they wanted it, they didn't try to get it. (laughs) But now it's like this whole, it kind of, it seems like it's dissolved. And to be perfectly honest, at this point, I'm like, shoot, maybe I need to go back to my daddy house. Had y'all come to the house and meet my daddy. (laughs) Now you act like you have no sense of anything right and i told you that what i that i wanted to be in a relationship but that's not what you want necessarily so but you want something from me or see something in me and so you're like okay i'm gonna see if i can get that from her instead of just being honest with me and honest with yourself so i'm gonna end it with this question for y'all how much does society and entertainment music right re- hashtag relationship goals social media you think play on all of it right you got rapper female rappers out here talking about how they need birkin bags mm-hmm. right or talking about what a wop can get them okay, right. Right? or talking about whatever right then you got men the rappers male rappers out here calling women all type of bitches and hoes and whatever else right but then you got the reality tv stars right living whatever crazy life and then you don't have what the only and if i just say black right black family that's on tv that's a family right right? would be blackish Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You see, I'm thinking, like, is there mm-hmm. another one? Like, mm-hmm. no. Right? And no. it was so funny, like, you know, Coming to America 2 just came out. Mm-hmm. And somebody did a review on Coming to America 2 that I had never thought of it that way. Like, they, she talked about all the hidden messages in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay for baby mamas to get along. Exactly. This is how you handle a blended family. Exactly. Just because a woman is a help or deemed as a lower caliber of a woman doesn't mean she can't marry into royalty. This girl points it out step after step after step after step of all of these positive black role models. I saw what you saw. I was like, yeah, I saw that. It was like, oh, I didn't think about that. But then it made me think about like, because I believe in what you put in is what comes out how you feed your soul matters so i'm wondering you know in the who who raised you social media social media yes yes and and that's why it's such a breakdown it's not reality what's out there now is not reality and that's why there are so many broken relationships, marriages that fail, relationships that fail um, and, and, and that way. But I think it's on purpose, right? I think that the system in itself is designed that way so we cannot be cohesive units and prosper the way that we are supposed to together, you know, with someone and have those families and those strong family ties that we had as growing up. So absolutely, I listen to my niece um, now and all you hear is her with the, I'm going to go buy me a Gucci bag. I'm going to go buy me, I want a Birkin. I'm like, really? Like, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? You know, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than materialistic things, right? And in the grand scheme of things, it's bigger than money. Because like Damika said, you can grow together. You can make money together. You can build together, you know, in a sense. But you cannot create the foundation that you that you need to get there, right? If you're broken and that you're basing your life off everybody else. So, and guarantee you, like I talk to my students, half those people they see on social media are unhappy as hell. 
Yeah, not even together and have relationships, mm -hmm. right? Not meaningful relationships. Um, but it's just something. I think that's the best way to end today's broadcast um, with what Kanisha just said, because what we deem as reality isn't reality. It's not real. However, a lot of people base their hashtag relationship goals off of yeah. <laughs> fake relationships, mm -hmm. right? Um, so when should you introduce money or finances into dating? From the women's perspective is when we're talking about being um, exclusive, right? When we're talking about taking things to the next level, but we are very intentional in how we move forward. So we've heard from the men. Now we've heard from the beautiful women. So stay tuned for next time. Let's see what happens when we put them all together. Stay blessed and have a fierce night.